in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh my God, it's picked off at the goal line. It's picked off by Gus Hedler. Intended for Lockett at the goal line. Oh my word, with 20 seconds left. myself but as long as you guys can I can, hear, I can hear you pretty I don't well. have headphones on <laughs> okay so we're pretty much in the same can you boat hear me? here yeah I can hear you ladies and gentlemen Welcome all four back. of us are back let's episode go. 16 it's of been a minute boss sports radio here at Quinnipiac happy April happy equipment not working that's pretty normal here um, we just just had a big meeting about it uh, people are kind of trashing the studio not really you yeah, know it's tough making the best oh, of well. it um and yeah, now we're all suffering because Ethan and I don't have headphones. And you have headphones on right now, but they're not working. Uh, Anyways, oh, functional headphones. I'm just gonna put headphones on to make myself feel better. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. It helps. It helps with the look. So you do that, buddy. It's April. It's getting to that point. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> it's getting to that point in you know basketball and hockey season where we're approaching playoffs, and it's going to become one of those you know the one of the most exciting parts of the year with um, all the teams competing for. You know, a run at the championship. Uh, the Bruins and the Celtics are looking very good. Looks like they have a good shot to go at it, and we're going to get into that. But we're going to start off with the NFL offseason and the amount of trades, free agency signings, and just, you know, the complete shift that is going on in the NFL. Um, probably one of the most, you know, unique situations in terms of star players being moved from contender to contender. You don't typically see that. And it's it's gearing up the NFL to have one of the most you know exciting and drama filled seasons in a long time. So you know thoughts on that and kind of the direction that the NFL is heading after all these moves. You know new quarterbacks and you know stars being shipped across. You know I was looking at uh, you know you bring up new quarterbacks. I was looking at that old uh, footage of uh, Kenny Pickett doing that fake slide, and you know outside of that. He looks shifty, and I'm excited to see him somewhere. I think he's going to be good. Predictions for where Kenny Pickett might fall? You know, I was saying Pittsburgh, but, like, now they have Trubisky, so to be honest, I have no idea. Yeah, the NFL draft, um, just under a month away. It's 28th, Mr. Hurwitz. 28th. Uh, that'll be a very exciting night here at Quinnipiac, watching that and reacting to those picks. Oh, yeah. But, we'll um, definitely have some, uh, some content for y'all for the NFL draft. Going on the topic of reacting to draft picks, I remember so clearly when Daniel Jones got drafted to the Giants, I was about to shower, right? And I look at my phone and I see 
the Giants select Daniel Jones. And then from downstairs in my house, I hear a scream, a cry of terror, because my twin brother, Josh, is a Giants fan. Shout out, Josh. And he, he was Josh. very upset about that pick. <laughs> and, you know, it's been a while since I've asked him his thoughts on Daniel Jones, but I think the condition of that Giants team, Daniel Jones is the least of his worries. Mm. Oh, for sure. I think the, the first big thing that you can be, you know, take away from this offseason so far is that they're going with veteran quarterbacks you know teams aren't like sitting around and waiting for the draft you know this is one of the weaker quarterback drafts that we've had in a long time you know obviously there's still talent shout out Kenny Pickett Malik Willis there are potential you know sleepers with um you know Perry from Brown you know in this draft but um it's it's looking like teams are addressing it with a you know a veteran guy serviceable bridge quarterback um and maybe they will look to go and you know select a guy in this year's draft and kind of have that quarterback competition that many teams have you know gone in in recent years but um you know there's a lot of good teams that have become great this offseason you look at the chargers you know the browns the get raiders amari cooper the raiders get you know Devonte adams the, you know chandler jones teams are gearing up you know teams that were they were good and they were playoff teams but they just instead of waiting around they're going in now their quarterbacks are on you know cheaper contracts for the most part not in every situation but um it's very interesting to see that you know teams that had potential they're going in they're going all in now which is very exciting to see it makes the it makes the league very fun Mm -hmm. to watch um speaking of teams that are you were good now they're pretty great patriots got Devontae adams today Devontae parker Devontae Parker. <laughs> I, you know, Breaking I news. wish, dude. I wish we got Devontae For Adams. someone that covers the Patriots as much as I do, that's just a it's bad okay. mistake. It's but, okay. It's oh, well. Fault. I put it in your um, mind. You know, Patriots basically traded nothing away to get a a, a weapon for Mac Jones, an upgrade. Um, they got, you know, Devontae Parker. I said it right this time. And a fifth-round pick from this year uh, for a third next year. Which, you know, people are like, oh, no, it's a third-round pick. Uh, <laughs> Patriots are getting a third-round pick anyway because they lost J.C. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they basically got a pick and a a pretty good wide receiver for nothing. And we'll take it. Yeah. Build a nice move there. You put Devontae Parker on our depth chart right now, he's top three. Oh, right? yeah. Easily. Without a doubt. Easily. You know, you can make the argument he's better than Myers when healthy. Yeah. And you can maybe even make the argument that he's had a better, you know, single season than Bourne's had in his career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bourne was that guy for us this past season. But, yep. you know, looking at their, both their careers so far, it's going to be interesting to see who becomes that main man. Um, there's still, you know, rumors, and there's still going to be rumors that the Pats are going to address the wide receiver position in the draft probably later on, yep. which yep. we're going to get into. You know, we've talked about their needs, but receiver will be taken at some point. Just, you know, pair them up with a former Alabama guy, you know, build that chemistry, John Mechie, or would they go in another direction? And Slate you know, Bolden. Yeah, Slate <laughs> Bolden. Or Who Lee. isn't that good? I don't know why people are freaking out about him. It's because he's short, returns kicks, and is white. Yeah, he's a type and of dude that you'd let nothing wrong with the short guys, right? Nothing Not wrong mean, with the short guys. You no, know, he's a first in, last out kind of guy. Lunch pail, the gritty, gritty. He's type. a gritty receiver. Student into the game, student yeah. of the game, sneaky, fast. Um, <laughs> he's disciplined. He's he's disciplined. He's quick. Um, <laughs> quick you know, learner. Right, he's, a, he's a very quick learner. He's you know, it, it will be he will be one of those guys that the Pats will almost have to bring in for for a workout if he's not drafted. Yeah, right? I, it's almost like they have to. So, I'm sure they'll be talking to him. There will be a point this summer where you will see Slade Bolden visiting the Patriots as an you know undrafted free agent. Yeah. Um, 
Mac Jones is going crazy on Twitter, liking all his stuff, you know, trying to get that draft stock up. Um, yeah. It'd be a nice option just to add, you know, add a chemistry guy. You know, we lost Gunner this past offseason to Pittsburgh, so it's interesting to, you know, you might want to address that no-name guy in the in the wide receiver room that might pan out. You know, you always got exactly. a guy, Trey Nixon right now. You never know. Malcolm Perry. Also something that... Uh is interesting about the Devonte Parker uh, acquisition is Nelson Aguilar is probably eighty-five percent of the way out of New England at this point. I'm gonna I would disagree say. with you. You Ooh. think so? I'm gonna disagree. Hot take. Hot take. I totally okay. forgot because Aguilar was on the page. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm I'll thinking, let you make your argument first. Okay. And then. So I'm saying, you know, granted it was against I think it was the Jaguars, but last season uh, Christian Wilkerson yeah, had a so great sure. breakout game. He showed a lot of talent. I think he had two touchdowns, some nice catches, looked great on the field. Um, I think that he's somebody that they're going to want to move higher up in the depth chart. Nelson Aguilar getting paid a little bit of money. uh, Didn't really produce what they thought he could. Um, You know, he got hurt for some time as well. You know, I think they say goodbye to him if they can, if they either can make the right trade or just, you know, take the loss and dump him. But uh, I, w- I want to see Wilkerson move up. You know, I think if Parker can pan out, that, that would take some of the stress off of Wilkerson on the outside. I think they can coexist out there, and then you can, uh, you know, you can rotate Bourne and Myers in the slot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can kind of do mi- a mix and match there because mm-hmm. those four receivers, if they can, like, all advance next season as we think they are going to, mm-hmm. then I think that's a pretty talented receiving core. But, Ethan, you can uh, I'm going to disagree with rebuttal. you. I think Nelson Aguilar is guaranteed a spot on this roster. Not because of his play, but because of his contract. I don't think... I think you have to keep him with the ridiculous... I don't. He's I'll, only on his last year, It's right? his last it year. He's had a two-year yeah. deal, but his cap hit is monstrous. I don't and know the number off. Big, off right, it, dead yeah. money's big. Um, so I think he's just going to be on the team just for that. Um, I don't think of Wilkerson... I don't think Wilkerson is there yet to be a, like a top four receiver on this team. You know, I, I'd say, gun to my head, if I had to say the receiving core now... Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Devontae Parker, did I just already you say You said him as number Walt one. Wilkerson. Right here. Walt. Parker, Myers, Bourne, Aguilar, Ty Montgomery, and I'd say Christian Wilkerson on the practice squad. Maybe a rookie that they draft. Ty mm-hmm. I would not put Ty Montgomery ahead of Wilkerson. Well, okay. I'm not saying that in order. I'm just okay. saying that's okay. going to be the list. But I, I, I do say. think Aguilar is, has a spot on the team, mm-hmm. not because of how he produced last season, but I think it's... A bunch of girls just literally stared us down. We're talking about sports. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Don't you. come Thank here. You. <laughs> I'm looking at the ESPN the website right now. Shout out to on, <laughs> on here it says the depth chart looks like Myers, Parker, Aglor, Bourne, Harry, Montgomery, <clears throat> Wilkerson. <laughs> Not Harry. Yeah. No. <laughs> Harry, I, I, Harry either is going to become a tight end or he's going to be gone. Now, I sort of want Nikhil yeah. Harry to stay. I want him to sign them. I want him to get like a, like a two-year extension just to, like, I, just not, for the drama. Right. Just for the for the mayhem that would ensue. Yeah, just we for don't the need chaos. Those shirts. Yeah. <laughs> he owes us some money. Screw yeah. that the shirt company. <laughs> yeah, the guys only shirts does. we need are Big Milk. Yeah, shout that's out Big Right. Milk. We had a sponsorship with him and then they backed out. So, yeah, Nikhil Harry, tough. I. I don't know. Put a lot of it work into sending him that audio clip, and he was like, I got you, brother. Yeah, well, He did not whatever. get us. He did but not um, uh, Devontae Parker, just three seasons ago, I think he's entering his eighth year in the NFL, 29 years old. Um, 2019, I believe it was Fitzpatrick throwing him the ball. It was. Uh, 72 catches, 1,202 yards, 
uh, nine touchdowns, you know, that's the type of dude he can be. And that's something that the Patriots need as a go-to guy. I feel like, you know, that's sort of their system is to spread the ball around. But to have somebody who can consistently make plays for you, I think, is going to be huge for this team. And if he can stay on the field and just get back to form, because I know over the last couple of seasons he just hasn't been able to catch up to that. Mm-hmm. And obviously the emergence of Jalen Waddle has not helped him. Um, but, you know, if he can get back to form, then I think the Patriots offense looks a lot different next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had to talk about the Patriots offseason so far, I'm going to name some names that they've either re-signed or brought, you know, brought in, and then um, we can discuss you know, what our thoughts are on that. So obviously the first big one was re-signing Trent Brown, which according to a lot of the rumors that were going around, he was pretty much off to Seattle on a big long-term you know, expensive deal. And uh, I think bringing him back was probably one of the better moves we've made this offseason. If he can stay healthy, he's that, you know... He's a top a, right tackle in yeah, the game very, right there. Very important piece of the offensive line, which we've lost some key pieces to already. Yep. All, to already. Shaq, Shaq Mason, Mason uh, Ted, Ted Harris. Yep. Um, you're not really sure what Michael Lewin is going to be able to do, you know, where they're going to put him. So, you know, they're kind of rebuilding that, but at the same time, it's still strong enough to get by. But um, I think if we had lost Trent Brown, we would have kind of been in panic mode. Um, we already have some other very you know, bigger needs to fill in the draft. So I'm kind of glad we don't have to worry about offensive line right now. Um, they brought back Malcolm Butler, kind of a shock. I thought there was some kind of bad blood between him and Belichick after the Super Bowl benching a few years back. But um, it looks like that's, you know, behind them. They put that behind them. Which we still don't even really know what happened. Yeah, someday we will get some someday. kind of documentary on what yeah, happened. And but, um, 20 years from now, when we all forget about it, they'll come out with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Another see, uh, no, another addition to the secondary, Jabril Peppers, um, former New York Giant, played with what Joe is Judge. Contract like? um, it's a two-year deal. Two-year deal. Up to something million. Very versatile man well, in the secondary helps. there. Um, I've heard some rumors he they're going to try to play him in the box more. He can return kicks too, right? I don't know if that's what he still does, but I know at some mm-hmm. point in his career he was doing that. I believe he's only 26 years old. Mm-hmm. He's on the younger side. Um, I, liked, I like the addition. I think our secondary is... You know, very strong right now. We got McCourty back. Yep. Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, and now Jabril Peppers. Right, That's a very strong group. The looks great. Um, um, the thing is, that probably means Mills is going to stay as a corner. Which I'm okay with. He, I, he was he's, serviceable. He's doing, he's doing okay. Um, um, but, yeah, for next year, a lot of pressure is going to be on Jonathan Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to really have to, you know, saddle up and take the... The, the nobody turns into somebody type role mm-hmm. in like the whole landscape of the NFL. So I, I'm very interested to see how he does in that. I know he's been playing a lot of slot corner, but mm-hmm. uh, he's done very well there. But, you know, covering every team's number one is not the exact same thing. So Yeah. It, it, um, it'll be interesting to see what direction the defense in general goes in. Um, right now they're very young and I could say weak in depth at the linebacker position and you could say cornerback too. Um, Jalen Mills... Jonathan Jones, and then you got Sean Wade, Joe John Williams. Um, you know, I, I might have said Malcolm Butler, but like, you know, they have a, and it's him a, too. It's a serviceable group. Exactly. Um, you you don't know what Malcolm Butler is able to do. You know, at one point he was one of the top corners in the NFL for yeah. a, a stretch of a few seasons, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know how old is he now. Like twenty nine, thirty. Got to be. I think might be thirty something. He's on the he's on the older side of his career. He had just retired right. from the Cardinals. Thirty two. Um, thirty two. So, it's crazy to think that he's 32, by the way. It's interesting to see if they're going to run a different scheme with the defense. I've seen some more zone talks. You know, um, I wrote about that in my article. Shout, shout out, out my article. Um, yeah, while you're at it, shout out the yeah, website. Plug, <laughs> plug, <laughs> plug, yep, go ahead. 
I mean, that wasn't the website I was going to oh, plug. Well, then oh, well, do yours, and then we'll, yeah. I wrote an article for Musket Fire, and I talked about how Malcolm Butler helps a defense, and they might switch to zone defense. Woo! Yeah, check that out. Fan-sided, right? You're Fan-sided. Right. Yep. All right, so check out, uh, check out that article. Every, every click helps me closer to $1. There you go. Um, yeah, I get a dollar for every 1,000 views I get. And I'm, right now I'm at like 500. So there right, you now, go. right now I'm making 50 cents. There you go. That's perfect. But uh, close to a uh, soda from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I thought Ethan was going to bring up was, um, you know, it's been a project in the in the making for a while. But um, the boys have created a website. You go to HerwitzSports.com, H-U-R-W-I-T-Z.com. You will see... A lot of articles right now. We've got 10 of them out right now from various writers. We've got people from uh, Mr. Gillette Nation. Mm. You know, he put out something on his Instagram story, and we've got a couple people who were interested in writing, and the articles look very good so far. Um, we're very proud of the way things have gone. Uh, a couple articles have a lot of views, and one of them's got like almost 200, which is great because, I mean, we don't. Which article? Uh, the Antonio Brown one. Dang. Yeah, I know. That was a very well-written article. That was a good article. AB. That was... Uh, who wrote that article? I, yeah, I'm about to check we'll that We'll give him a shout-out. Yeah. Who wrote the um, uh, Mike Petito. It was a great article. Mazel tov, Mike. Yes, exactly. Mazel tov. Um, I want to I wanna give him his due diligence and see how many art, uh, views that actually 189 has. views. 189, exactly. Um, yeah, go ahead and check out HerwitzSports.com. Uh, we are, you know, the website's not 100% finished, but we definitely just wanted to start getting some content out. We've got the uh, B&E plug um, on the podcast slide. Yeah. Uh, we're working on uh, fixing it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, give us a uh, give us a click. Let us know what you think. Yeah, if you like listening to us here at B&E, um, support the boys. And you You're know, writing they, a uh, Quinnipiac hockey one, right? I kind of changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you got the invite for the website, right? You're in. I don't know yet. Okay, um, well, I can. I can. If you enjoy the content we put out it. here on the radio show, it's very quick, and um, you know, there's not a ton of thought that goes into it. But if you like to listen to, you know, or read about more in depth takes on situations in sports, um, all types of sports, all varieties, go check out the website. Tons of great content, and uh, yeah, just great accomplishment for the guys. And uh, the more very content, proud the better. Of it so far, so. yeah. Um, you know, we've even got a couple of professors to. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Shout out Professor Galloway. Yep, shout out Peter. Um, yeah, he called me the web developer, so <laughs> I'll take that all day. But, um, you know, I should have gone to school for that. But, um, yeah, we've, we're very proud of this. Um, we think that we can do something with it, you know, because uh, Mr. GN's got some, uh, some following on Instagram, so we Mr. think that we can H. do something with it. You know, we can have uh, interviews and uh, just good articles and, you know, Somewhere down the line, we'll probably do some, like, video content for you guys somewhere. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Check it out. Make sure to uh, support the boys, not just on the radio station, but wherever we post content, which is pretty much everywhere. So just trying to grow. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts on the Patriots offseason. We can hit on the draft, obviously. What First, are your thoughts about the Pats signing Braxton? Oh, they didn't sign Braxton Barrios. Tough. That's all I have to say about Crickets. the Patriots free agency. Go Jets. Braxton Barrios is good. Zach Wilson is good. The Jets have yet to be the Patriots since I was in seventh grade. It don't. Uh, it don't matter. I'm currently in thirteenth grade. Thirteenth uh, <laughs> okay. grade. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, this this year could be different. I don't know about a win, but definitely a smaller margin of uh, difference. You know. 
You know, my, my, my final thought on the Pats before we move on to uh, some of the other Boston sports that we have on the agenda is just, you know, give it some time. We spent $159 million in free agency last year, and a lot of those guys, you know, yeah, still have a big. lot of potential. Looking back on it, to, he spent um, a lot of money last year. To uh, pan out and become, you know, very big role players. Uh, we move on from a lot of the older linebackers and, you know, position players that weren't getting the job done. And uh, I think we're just going to give the young guys a chance to go out there and you should see what they can do. Yeah, that's going to be really important to hit on. Mm-hmm. Very important. Positions, um, guard, tackle, corner. You're going to have to hit on those. Exactly. If you, if you want to have, have a good season. I think it's interesting that, you know, in in the past, every year was like, how can we get closer to winning a Super Bowl? And I almost feel like this year they're just trying to assess what they have um, with the young guys. And uh, they're projected to have a lot of money next offseason. Right. I so, think it's like $100 million. You know, if they like nine draft picks or something mm-hmm. crazy. Let's so go. I think next offseason is, I think this year was a reset in terms of offseason. You know, yep. you spent a lot of money. Um, you're going to let... You're going to let your rookies develop. You're going to let the players that you signed it from last year, you know, assimilate into the system. Yeah. I think next year is going to be more like last season where you're going to have a, a ton of big-name free agents hitting the market. You're going to have upwards to nine figures in free agency um, for spending money. Yeah. You're going to have a boatload of picks that you can use, uh, you know, if you want to make a trade, if you want to trade up, if you want to trade down. So yep. I think this year people are all freaking out that it wasn't that exciting, but I think this is what they usually do every year. It's, you know, mm-hmm. grab veterans at a cheap price. You know, they don't do everything super early, um, but they, exactly. you know, find guys that fit the system and that they can get on a relatively cheap contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I th- also think that I've noticed if I, something super interesting that, um, that I found is a lot of the guys that they've signed, um, they signed to two-year deals, which sort of fits into the theory that if you sign them to a one-year deal, then you're going to have the same problem that you had this year where it's, oh, you got to spend a lot of your money to re-sign the guys that you currently have. But now that they they signed two-year deals, I think now they have a lot more flexibility roster-wise to spend a lot of money next year and not have to worry about the guys. So I think we picked up Devontae Adams' contract. That's two years. Parker. Oh my God, Devontae Parker. Two We're getting Devontae Adams next season. Come on, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. other than Jabril Prepper, Jabril Peppers. Shout out Jabril. One year, but uh, <laughs> shout out Par- Parker. Two years. Big Pete. Um, Butler was two years. Um, yeah. Scrolling through my Instagram, Trent Brown two year deal. Trent Brown was two year deal. Uh, Juwan Bentley, I don't remember. Ty, was- Mo- Ty Montgomery was two years. Um, Terrence Mitchell was one year, but oh well. Yeah, James White two years. I forgot about Nick him. Folk two years. I was surprised that they gave him a two year contract. James White. Brian Hoyer two years. You know, we were all thinking that it was going to be like a done deal that he'd be gone, especially with the way that uh, Stevenson and uh, um, Damian Harris played together last year. Mm-hmm. You know, but I guess they don't they don't see something in JJ Taylor like they thought. And, you know, they brought in Ty Montgomery to help out with that. So Ty Montgomery is sort of a Swiss army. He's not from Switzerland. He's just a Swiss Swiss, Swiss army knife. Oh, my, oh my God. I'm slurring my words here. Swiss army knife <laughs> in the offensive game plan. Yeah, yeah no more Brandon Bolden. Um, I don't know if we talked about that Whatever. yet. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. We had spring break Vegas and we didn't him. get it last weekend. But, um, yeah, I think, like Ethan said, they're going to have a – really good idea of what the team's you know 
situation is going into next offseason. Uh, I think by then we'll know what, which of last season's free agents are, you know, key contributors to this team. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully John o. Smith and Hunter Henry are becoming that crazy yeah. you know, tight end duo, unstoppable, and then that makes everybody else on the team, especially the offense, much better. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. before we move on to uh, – whatever we're talking about next i just wanted to uh well i don't know if it's red sox celtics or bruins but i just wanted to gauge the room here and say with uh with getting Devonte parker what does that mean you think for odell considering the reports Go for him. Of, considering reports have come out him. that uh they've had exploratory talks with him and they're not rushing anything which i like to see because they want obviously you know he's torn his acl they want to see how he recovers from that we can obviously see he still has a lot of talent mm-hmm uh, he was very productive with the Rams. I think he had, like, seven touchdowns yep. in, like, the second half of the season. Uh-huh. And he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You know, show, somebody like that who can show up in the big moment is always appreciated. And I know that Bill and OBJ have a lot of mutual respect for each other. So um, I very much agree with Ethan here when I say I think we should go for it. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I think Seth, that they would be a one-two punch on the outside. Uh, I mean, would I you like OBJ? If on you were the OBJ, Jets? what would you do? Because I got a unique yeah. opinion on it. And if you, think, you think. if you think he's not going to go to the Patriots, where would you see him fit? I mean, Green Bay needs guys. I think that's they where Julio's going to end up. I don't think Odell's going to go to Green Bay. Yeah. I, 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 oh, it does not seem like a very. What, what are you doing? Desirable I think, destination. Like, I think he, he wanted to. Odell. He, Wait till we get in the video well, studio. He wanted he probably, to play with Adams, I think. Right. But now that he's gone with without playing with Aaron Rodgers, and then that forces him to automatically be, like, the top dog, and all the expe- all the expectations are back on him. Right, but him, now, and, him and Bill Belichick have had a long-standing yeah. man crush together. Listen, yeah. I, I think Odell with the Patriots would be, wouldn't be be a terrible fit, but I think I like Odell more of his wide receiver, too. He has the skills... To be a wide receiver one, but with the responsibilities of a wide receiver two, I think Odell becomes much more valuable. I think he be, he produces yeah. a lot more. And you obviously you saw that last year. Yeah, exactly. Like he he became the wide receiver two with you know the Rams, and he he basically solidified himself. I mean, behind Cooper Cup, it's tough to say this, but like you know with the whole season underhand, I mean he looked great. I would say that he he was like almost like a one B type of guy on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, easily. I mean, you know, it helps to have be on a team filled with outst- an outstanding wide receiver room just so that, yeah. you know, like me and Ethan were talking earlier. What would you rather have, two 1,000-receiver-yard guys or Shout out my four. Instagram group chat that came up with this. Shout out, <laughs> Or four Grant's listening right now. So he's going he's gonna to start bullying me if I don't give credit where credit's due. So shout out, Jake, <laughs> and for, you know, bringing that to my attention. Yeah, so like two 1,000-yard receiver, one thousand yard guys or four 800-yard mm-hmm. guys, easily four 800-yard guys because oh, that yeah. means 32 total 100 yards compared to 2,000, and it, you know, it's easier to cover. It's harder to throw to two guys as opposed to four guys. Yeah, yeah especially when 800 and 1,000, you know, I mean... They're not that far off. Um, I would definitely, I agree with you there. I think four guys who are consistently good, that, that just makes it harder for the defense to cover because you don't know which one's going to break out in any, any given game. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. You know, as much as I'd like to see OBJ as a Pat and, um, you know, how we've, it's been talked about for so long, 
you know, if I was in his situation coming off the ACL and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the later stages of my career, I would probably stay with the Rams if I could. Now, that's if there's mutual interest. The Rams bring in Allen Robinson to become that, you know, 1B guy who Allen hasn't had a really good quarterback in probably, like, his whole career. So yeah. him and Stafford, along with Cooper Cup and the rest of that Rams offense, are, they're going to be very dominant. And coming off an ACL injury, you don't know if you're going to have the uh, Cam Akers type of comeback where you can just kind of walk back in so quickly. But, um, you know, the longer that a deal doesn't get done, I, the more likely that he could end up on the Pats. That yeah. is how I look at it. I you know, agree with you there. If the Rams wanted him back very badly... They it probably would have been done by now. So, because yeah. I'm sure that you know, after the Super Bowl and whatnot, they've they've had contact with his you know like his doctors and trainers, and trying mm-hmm. to get a picture of like you know when he'll be good again mm-hmm. and like how his recovery is going to go. Because obviously at that point he's part of the team still, but yep. like you know, as time goes on, I think you're right. It's increasingly more likely that you won't see them reunite for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, if he's going to be okay with kind of taking, like, a, a more dominant role on a team that, you know, might not be a contender right now. But as we talked about, it doesn't look like the Pats will be a contender going into this next season. It'll kind of be like another assessment year, maybe a down year. We could have a similar type of success, but we might not go crazy in the playoffs. So, yeah. um, And similar to Odell, uh, Julio Jones on the market as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was very interested to see how poorly and he you know he had a very poor season this year and i was like why you know i mean the year just before that i believe he was still putting up julio numbers with a you know a regressing matt ryan who i mean you know, he's always game but you know he's he's not getting any younger but um you know i'm interested to see where he ends up i know that a lot of people want him to go to indianapolis yep. and uh play with matt ryan again and you know i think that could benefit him you know because chemistry you know trumps everything but mm. But yeah, I, I don't I don't want him on the Patriots per se. Odell, um, sorry, Leo. sorry, my bad. No, you're um, good. Yeah, I, I think uh, I I don't want to give him too much money. I think yeah. I'd rather spend the money other way, in other ways. Um, and I think the guys we have now are serviceable enough for sure in yeah. terms of getting you know Especially production. Especially if Parker can get back to form, you know, mm-hmm. if he can if he can reach his peak, then I think this team can actually make some noise. Yep. So yeah, yeah, so. It's good yeah. to talk about the NFL. You know, it's been a hot minute since we've been able to really bring up a lot of new things besides just repeating the fact that we, the Patriots need to draft a cornerback <laughs> or a linebacker. Um, and, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, there'll be more rumors coming out about what direction teams want to go in on the draft. And the draft is what night, E? 20th. Do you know, like, is that, like, what day of the week is that? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They always have Friday, Saturday. Uh, no, it's Thursday, uh, Friday, Thursday, Saturday. Friday. It's 28, 29, 30. So maybe we could try gotcha. to get in here, like, the day of, the day before, do our own, like, B&E mock draft, or, sure. like, just sure. play teams and see how, you know, see how accurate we end up being. Um, Ethan yeah. loves doing mock drafts. We're gonna have, I think uh, I'm planning one for later this week. On there you go. <laughs> We're 100% going to have coverage of the NFL draft while yep. it's happening. Um, kind of freaking out to all yep. the picks. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of, you know, trade-ups, trade-downs. You know, you can, you can predict it all you want, but... You never know what direction it's going to go in. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, we'll have some content out on the website, too, herwitzsports.com. They'll mm-hmm. have some articles mm-hmm. out about, you know, yeah. whatever. And then, of course, for uh, for our New York Jets fan over here, I'm sure Seth's going to put out something for uh, yeah. who they, Hopefully who they draft this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't really have any thoughts. I really don't have any, I mean, what is it? I didn't really pay much attention to 
you know, college football, I guess, like, being, I mean, at least personally being so immersed with student media here, I mm-hmm. haven't really, I've been given more attention to, like, my school sports rather than just, like, random, yeah. like, a guy from Alabama yeah. mean, who's, like, a couple thousand miles away. But, I mean, you know, coming into this season, or coming into this off season, I'd say the Jets always going to need an offensive lineman, maybe upgrade a tight end. Uh, well, didn't they just grab uh, C.J. Uzama? Exactly, right? This is what I was thinking coming into the offseason. Okay, okay. And then, you know, need more defensive backs. And then that's exactly what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala do in the offseason. They get the offensive linemen. They get the tight ends. They get the defensive backs. You know, so I guess really just to fill it out, I guess, I mean, you could always add more of a dynamic wide receiver. I'm not too worried about the wide receiver room they have now. I mean... I personally like the guys that they have there. They got, who is it? They've got Corey Davis, Davis Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore, Braxton Berrios. You know, and I'm I'm not too worried about this, like, who they have right now. I mean, I guess you could add another guy. I don't know who that guy would be, but, you know, maybe get a, a linebacker later on in the draft. Um, but, yeah, you know, I like the direction that they're going in right now. Easily. Easily. Could be close to, if not a 500 team this coming season. Keep my keep that's, my hopes that's uh, realistic. Said every year. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it is. But I think this is the this is the year. This yeah, is this right. it's different. It's different. It's different. Of course. It's starting to sound like a cowboy fan over there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that was it for our NFL section. Uh, we're gonna come back to one of the three Boston sports. I don't know which one yet, so stay <laughs> tuned. And, uh, you know, who doesn't like a little surprise on a uh, Saturday afternoon? So we will be right back.
All right, now it's on. So we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics who have slowly crawled their way up from the 11th seed in the East just over three months ago to, you know, fighting for that top seed, depending upon... And a half know. behind... No, no they're, half, they're half game up on Philly. Yep. Yes, in they the are. Atlantic. The East Philly's is fake. extremely tight. Um, yeah, the East is, you know, I think over the last couple of years, I remember the narrative was that the West is like, the West is best type thing, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of flipped around. You know, you've got, in your 10 seeds, they all have 40 wins, like... All the way from the Heat, that got 49 at number one, to the Hornets, who have just 40. You know, that it's pretty tight there. You know, those are all good teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the East is kind of, to be honest, I see it kind of wide open. Yeah. Um, but, you know, come playoff time. It's anybody's game. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, it's going to be a little bit harder for the Celtics to kind of continue that <laughs> dominance that they've, they've shown over the last month. Uh, Celtics basketball has, you know, became must-see again. Um, you can... You can tell just by the crowd reactions that oh, yeah. it's it's back and people are caring again. Um, the big thing is Celtics starting center Rob Williams, who has been making a campaign for Defensive Player of the Year. You know, probably one of the most improved guys on the team. He's had really like a complete breakout year. Uh, suffered a torn meniscus in his knee and is putting him out four to six weeks, which projected would be second, second round. round of the playoffs. Yep. Um, if we were to make it there, um, my first thoughts on it were, you know, thank God we traded for Daniel Tice at the deadline. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, you know, Daniel Tice is, is that guy that he's a, he's a good locker room guy. He's he's strong when he needs to be. He you know? goes out and does what he's supposed to. He has his moments and where you're like, what is he doing? But at the yeah. same time, he gets the job done. He's been developing a three ball, too, lately, mm-hmm. which is good to see. I remember... I don't exactly remember what game it was, but I remember him hitting like three or four shots in a row, and it was like, look at this. Like yep. He's just evolving a lot this year, you know? And obviously he's a dude who previously knew the system. Obviously you have a different coach now, but you know he knows the guys, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, only 6'8", but he's he can block shots too. Yep. He was always really good at that. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the athleticism that uh, Rob does in terms of running the pick-and-roll alley-oop plays. But, um, you know, I would much rather prefer Tice as that second center than Cantor or Cornette oh, or some Cantor. no-name guy that we picked up Cantor, after the Rob um, injury. Getting rid of Cantor, especially the way that the Celtics are playing this year, were so defense-oriented, was one of the best things they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously I have no bad blood for him. You know, I met him before. Shout out Cant. Yep. Facts. Shout out Ennis Cantor. He's a good. He's a glad great he's guy. not on the team anymore. But shout him out. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, but he, the way he plays, he's much more offensive oriented, and we don't need that at the center position, especially you know being number one in defense. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like you said, the fact that we get Daniel Tice was huge, and of course, uh, playing against the Raptors. Um, first game without Rob Williams, you know, he was asked to play forty-one minutes. You put up 13 and 10 with two blocks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's that's a Rob Williams stat line right there. So, you yep. know, if he can continue to perform at a high level, you know, to try to fill the shoes of a uh, a campaigning defensive player of the year type of guy, who I think Williams in the next, like, three years could probably win that award, to be honest with you. Like, yep. he, I think it, before he got hurt, he was, like, tied for blocks per game yep. which is great to see he's averaging like i, th- I think it over was like 2.2 2, mm-hmm. something like that but um yeah tice was a huge pickup so 
another guy that's you know in conversation for defensive player of the year is Marcus Smart, who I feel like has quietly kind of become such a dominant point guard for the Celtics, almost exactly what we needed. Um, you know, he does everything you can ask of a point guard in terms of getting the ball to people that can can get a basket um, and facilitating the offense without having to shoot the ball. Obviously, he has his moments where he takes shots and, you know, it's yeah. not like he's not shooting, you know, but he has moments where he is lights out from the three-point line. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's really exciting to me that, you know, He's really getting that recognition for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he definitely deserves it um, over some of these other guys who have won it in the past. Um, you know, he he's publicly talked about his ability to guard the one through five position, which is very rare for any type of NBA NBA player to just you know match up in that position, but actually do it right and do it um, in a way that benefits the team in terms mm-hmm. of t- getting turnovers, getting you know charges and just kind of being that man so yeah, i really think he's really good at too is drawing charges mm-hmm. i really hope he is in the conversation you know i hope the voters that you know vote for these awards really kind of give marcus smart his uh his credit because there's yeah. been for the last three or four years he's been that guy and i would like to uh, you know if it's not going to be if it's not going to be you know a defensive player of the year which i mean i could see him not being it i would like to see him on an all defensive team which i think he was on last year but so my buddy grant very big Celtics fan. He yeah. knows what he's talking about. I think he just called in. So, Grant, you there? Yep. <laughs> oh, we need to turn that up. Yeah. How do we do this? Grant's the one that came up with the question, right? The football one? Yeah. It well, for up. the most part. Ah. Grant, can you hear us? I can hear you. Perfect. Where Perfect. are you? He's in the headset. Well, okay. Yeah, we, 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 we hear him in the headset. Okay. I, I don't have the headset, so I can hear you. But, you know, you're, the, you're a big Celtics guy. So just what are your thoughts on the Celtics? Um, I mean, outside the Miami loss that just happened and the Toronto one just sucked, it's like there wasn't anyone that could beat them. They are as hot as it could be. The starting five of Williams, Horford, Tatum, Brown, Smart was pretty much the most unstoppable starting five in the NBA. Uh, Rob Williams' injury is the, really the only thing standing between them and the championship. That's my, well, I have my quick hit. Would you? I was talking to my buddy Tim about this. Longevity wise, if Rob Williams is available in the second round of the playoffs, coming off the te- you know the torn meniscus, would you be okay with him coming back, or would you prefer to you know rest him for the rest of the season, you know, to keep him a you know that that form we've seen him all season for a longer amount of time? Like, would you would you take the risk for the like? What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's like too. It's too I've been thinking about that because. If uh, if he comes back and he messes himself up long term, like obviously you want the, the guy like Rob Williams to be okay long term. You don't want him to come back and have some um, a worse than the injury or whatever. But as a fan, it's kind of like a championship doesn't really like if you if you can go win a championship, how do you not take that option? Being mm-hmm. a selfish fan, not caring about players as humans, right? Like that's that's the the other side of it. I, I think the way that he's been talking and the way that the reports have been happening, I really do feel like he's going to be okay. Like, it seems like he got the best-case scenario. And even if it's second round or game three or four of the second round, like, he should be able to give meaningful minutes. I don't know. I mean, he should be able to be back. So I don't think there's a a chance now. Initially, I was like, it's going to be a Kyrie thing where we hear, oh, he's coming back for the season or coming back for the postseason, and then he gets shut down right before it or something like that. Same thing happened with Jalen Brown last year or before. But... 
No, I think that he. Uh, I think he's actually going to be good to go. I don't think there's a, a chance that he's going to get hurt for the long term. It's, as long as the man is bright. We're not the Sixers medical stuff here. And, um, you know, we were just talking about Daniel Tice, the acquisition of him at the trade deadline. You know, how much of a factor do you think that he'll play into this whole situation now that he's going to have to sort of fill in for Rob Williams uh, until we see him again in the playoffs? That looked like such an awesome trade when Rob went down. Like that, I mean, at the time, people were like, really, like, Daniel Tice, the big move you bring in. But for how thin they already were at big man, Tice is, Tice is like, I mean, he's as good as you're going to get as a replacement of Rob Williams on a, on the on the roster. Like, we just don't want to be giving Luke Cornett beautiful minutes. Like, that's just, that's the goal. And Daniel Tice prevents that from happening. So, I mean, he, he is fully capable of getting them through at least the first round, as long as they're not playing with Brooklyn. But he's, I mean, he's, he's good. I mean, he's a, he's a system guy, as they say. So, I, I, I would feel pretty confident with, with Daniel Tice. And if, uh, you know, they said four to six week timetable for um, Rob's comeback. Rob Williams to return. And, of course, reports have come out recently saying that it might even be shorter than that. Me, personally, I don't want them to rush him back at all because I don't want to, you know, fear the risk of injuring him again and oh, for sure not. him yeah. being out for the entire uh, the entirety of the postseason, but uh, how confident are we with Daniel Tice now as our starting five? For the, for the first round, I'd say pretty confident. I mean, as long as they, I mean, the, the East is tough because it's so it's so deep that like the, the they're gonna really need to like kind of try to pick their seed at the end of the season because yeah, you'd feel really comfortable playing like Chicago first round with the way they look. You'd want a Toronto, a Cleveland. The play in tournament matters. Like. You just don't want to. You don't want to be in a situation where you have to play like Philly first round, Milwaukee, or you, that probably won't happen. But something like a a Brooklyn or Philly first round is just what you got to. If anything but them, they're they're fine. It's yeah, good. and you brought you know, up. Um, you were bringing up Chicago. Currently, uh, they're the five seed, but they've been slipping lately. Four and six in their last ten, and the Raptors would be our projected first round matchup. If the playoffs started today, they're the number six seed, and they're eight and two in their last ten. So, just like you were saying, we could even see that switch there, and we'll be playing Chicago, and then of course that will, you know, negate all of the thoughts about you know whether or not our first round is going to be in Toronto because of all the uh, the uh, vaccine um, reports that have been coming out. You know, reportedly they're saying Al Horford might not be vaccinated he, he won't go on record saying yeah. yes or no which a lot of professional sports athletes do i mean they try to keep that you know sports and politics you know separate separated yep. um but uh you know al horford i said that he will be able he will be available to play wherever they end up so you know we'll see what happens in terms of matchup but uh yeah i mean i'm confident in the boys and whatever team they end up playing oh um, yeah as long as it's not Brooklyn. Just not Brooklyn. Yeah. That's, so that's the doomsday scenario where we, we get we get a season where the Celtics look as good as they've looked since who knows how long, and then all of a sudden it just comes crashing down because they get matched up with an eight-seed Brooklyn that has no business being an eight-seed. Exactly. And then, if, of course, they're... Uh they might be starting to climb up the uh, Eastern Conference ladder, and then they get Ben Simmons back. And, you know, as much as we like to hate on him... But uh, you know he's a he's a great player and he's a facilitator that they you know think they can really help that team out. You know I think that 
he will be a great player and it will advance them even further. So I think, you know, playing Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, now that he's available to play in New York uh, for home games, you know, that's just going to make it that much harder if we have to play them in the first round. Right. Hopefully we uh, at least put that off to like the second round or something. I mean, that would make for great television, though, getting Kyrie in Boston for a playoff game. Oh, of course. Uh, okay, Grant, I don't want to hold you for too long. This, this will be the only question I ask you, but what round do you think the Celtics are going to suffer the heartbreak in? Is it going to be the first, second, third? Yeah, or what, are they going to suffer this, the heartbreak in the championship? Are they going to rip your heart yeah, okay, out uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals there, again? Jacob asked this. He was like, I want you to like lock it in. What is a disappointing season for the Celtics? A disappointing season is not making the finals. Anything less than a finals appearance, no matter what happens in the finals, is a disappointing season. I don't... If healthy, there's no way they should have any heartbreak before game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I don't know. Miami, maybe something. I don't know. I, I, I lock it in. There's going to be you're going to you're going to be upset on Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals once again. Games, yeah, I know. If they, if they if they blow Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm going to have to question a lot. I'm going to I'll probably just have to retire from sports. That's going to <laughs> yeah. have to be the okay. I mean. Only You've 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 enjoyed so much living in Atlanta the last six months, so you're bound from some heart. You're bound for some Idiot heartbreak. Chance. All right, I won't I won't hold you for too long. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it, Ethan. All right, See ya. yeah, talk to you later, Grant. Shout out, Grant. It's always yep. good to have guests on, get another opinion on exactly. uh, the world of Boston sports that are love you, Grant. That are going on. Um, <laughs> Some of the other guys on the team that I need to shout out, um, Grant Williams. I think Ethan and I both need he's to taken, come on here and apologize yeah, for like the fourth time. <laughs> he's taken a big step lately. Um, you know, Batman. ever since he started calling himself Batman, you know, he's actually been playing very well. Um, I know, I know at one against, point he had like a three, the, one of the highest three po- corner three point yeah, percentages in the entire NBA. He probably so. still does, but I know. Yeah, the game against the Thunder on March 21st, he dropped 20 and 10. You know, you don't see him ever scoring 20 points, so that was wonderful to see. We were talking about it when that game was on. He was, like, having a fantastic game. Exactly, yeah. He shot 7 to 14 that game. Um, and he's uh, he's looked good on the defensive end this year. Uh, he's shooting 41% from three. 41% from three. Um you know, p- good players in the NBA shoot 41% from the field, you know. Right. Like, players that shoot the ball a lot. But, um, you know, Grant Williams is out here. He's, like Ethan said, that corner three has been his bread and butter all year. And I think it's the left corner that he's drilling it from time after time. Yep. Um, you can make the argument that Grant Williams is almost like that third-string backup center. Uh, he can he can play big if he has to, um, but I think he's just become that that role player that any team that's making a run of the championship needs. He really does it all, and um, he does it in a way that, you know, it's respectable. He's not cheap. He, you know, he works hard, and he's a, I feel like he's a really good locker room guy. You know, he's he's friends with everyone, and, uh, you know, he's just... He's a character. He's a fan favorite. He's a after, fan favorite. after not being a fan favorite the first few years, yeah, I, he's I, quickly turned into a fan favorite. He's uh, number 20 in the NBA in field goal, uh, three-point field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got... A, he's shooting a great clip, but, I mean, this year there's just some great numbers out here. You know, you, your league leader is Luke Kennard, who's 40, almost shooting 45% from three, which, you know, is ridiculous. Yep. 
Um, you know, a lot of questions about Lonzo Ball earlier in his career about his jump shot. You know, this year, bearing I think he was hurt for a period of time, but um, he's forty-two percent from three. You know, that's good because I, I personally like watching him play. Um, so that's good for his development as well. And then Brennan, looking at the list that Mike's looking on, fourth right now. In what stat is that? A three-point percentage. Three-point percentage. Fourth. It's your favorite. Who? Who do you think it is? NBA, yeah. Celtics legend. We get, we let him go. He's oh, oh don't even Desmond Bain. Desmond yeah, Bain. Desmond. <laughs> He's on the you know, Grizzlies, right? You know yeah. that Grizzlies don't team even is get me started. They are good. Grant Williams was a second round pick in that draft. Now, before we go into the Desmond Bain debate, I need to shout out Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard, who Neesmith. When he gets a chance, lately has been super electric in terms yeah. of energy. And, boy, you know, boy can ball. Yeah, he hit a huge three against Toronto the other day. They ended up not winning the game, but it was huge. I think it, I think it either put them up a couple or it like, it, it put them up. I think it put them up it, five. It, I think it, it, it was, was in crunch the Celtics time. choked that game away, yeah. and that was it. It was a brutal loss, but um, he's been he he's been hitting some tough shots. And uh, you know, as we we're talking about Peyton Pritchard. You know, uh, he's been playing very well lately. He's another dude who's also, like, can't miss from three. He's almost shooting 41% from three as well. Yep. And from the span of March 28th to March 16th, let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row in double-digit figures for scoring, which is great from a guy who's only 24 years old. Yep. And he's hitting them from deep, too. If you've seen, he's if you've seen those, yeah, he's definitely confident. He's not afraid to pull the trigger at all. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as it hurts to, you know, draft a guy in Desmond Baines and completely, you know, immediately ship him off. Uh, seeing the two other guys that were, you know, first-round picks from that draft really becoming solid role players coming off the bench, you know, establishing our bench is very... Um, it makes the situation a little bit better because, you know, it's hard to lose a guy like that. Part of Memphis's, you know, young core that people are talking about is so excellent. Like, you know what I mean? Add him to the Celtics and another level. But, you know, I can't complain right now. The Celtics are really really strong in all aspects and if they continue to keep rolling in this direction um you know i'm very confident in their playoff abilities but uh yeah i think it, in general the celtics look good uh our boy jason tatum is making a run at you know the mvp award right now it's going to be hard for him to win it over guys like joel and yeah. and nicole yoke i think in the next two seasons if uh the celtics can continue the winning culture you know if they can Proof that they flipped it around since last year. Mm-hmm. I think that if in the next two years, if Tatum doesn't win MVP, I think that's a crime. Yep, he, because uh, he's just been absolutely balling out. I think this year Nikola Jokic has probably got it on lock, unless you know, unless the Bucks or the Sixers decide to just go on a ridiculous run to end the year, and Embiid and Giannis just start like mm-hmm. you know shooting lights out and things like that. But I think Jokic has got it locked up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Especially you know. carrying that team without Jamal Murray. Yep. I mean, Tatum, Tatum started off very um, very weak this season. You know, if you go back and watch some of our previous episodes, um, we were very high on Tatum's, like, slow start to the season, and we were really curious when he was going to start to figure it out. Um, you know, I went on record saying that... Um, that is that a second one? Mm-hmm. Quinnipiac men's hockey, again, another eye, eyeball emoji. Oh, this boy. is a good tradition that's starting. Oh, it's going to be Friedman. That's my guess. Um, I'm going to go on record right now. TJ Friedman's coming back to the Quinnipiac Ice Hockey Team next season. But Friedman o'clock. comes back, I believe he letters easily. Friedman? Isn't captain? Maybe even captain. I, 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 he's I, the I, captain stick hitter. I'd, I'd give him captain. 
Uh, yeah, I, before Mike Lombardi announced he was coming back, I kind of had the, this gut feeling after watching the, you know, the heartbreaker in Allentown that TJ Friedman was going to come back and be the heart and soul of this team. He was the heart and soul of this past Quinnipiac Bobcats team, and um, you know, it's five o'clock right now. Um, TJ Friedman's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinnipiac plays up at the People's United on York Hill, but if you're on Main Mount Carmel campus, you campus, you can hear him during oh, the game yeah, you're real. banging his stick up against the boards. Real yep. clever. Um, yeah. It, it's it, it's a it's a significant um, it's a, it's an, it's important to have guys that you know know the system good good locker room guys and uh, yeah but um <sighs> yep it's good Celtics are good um, and they, you know they're training in the right direction at the right time so you know Rob Williams injury that sucks but Celtics have a curse right now every year somebody gets injured last year was Brown yeah so let's, you know, let's try to get that out of the way you yeah. know and get him back and just be healthy for the rest of the postseason yeah let's shake and bake let's get the job done exactly Boston Bruins Boston Bruins another team that um, you know are figuring out at the right time the, South, the, the Bruins have never been bad this season they have just been consistently yeah, they've themselves been, they've been consistently doing well um, you know they've just recently they beat the Lightning which I think is the two seed in the East right now as a whole mm-hmm. um, they just torched the Devils which is exactly what they should have done so that is great to see um, in that game your captain three points Pasternak which I love to see from him three assists no goals. So I'm loving to see that he is uh, more willing to distribute the puck. Um, you know, if, if he can continue to play like that, play a little bit more dynamic, I think that he can easily be a top-five player in the NHL. And I think he already is a top-five player in the can, NHL. You could certainly make that argument, but I think you know there's no doubt if he can up his assist numbers. Um, DeBrusque playing better with a goal and an apple. Uh, you got Grizzlick, who's been playing well lately on the offensive end. Martian had two. Taylor Hall, he always... Him and um, Taylor Hall and Eric Halla love to get in on those big scoring games. They love to each just, you know, get in and net one. And uh, Eric Halla's been doing a good job uh, facilitating the second line lately. Uh, he had some big shoes to fill, of course. With uh, David Krejci returning to the Czech Republic, uh, I don't know if he's going to play for the Bruins or in, even in the NHL again. But you know, we'll gladly take him back. But you know, Hall has done a pretty good job, I think, so far. And um, the new addition, Hampus uh, Lindholm, had Shout an assist himself and three shots on net. So you like to see it. And then, of course, the hometown kid, Marky Mike McLaughlin, had his first career NHL goal. Electric. Where is he from exactly? Uh, Bill Rick. Bill Rick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he played at BC. He was a captain. He was a captain there. Junior Um, and his senior year. So, you know, his shot was... And he played for uh, the Olympic team. He, like, shot on it off his knee. Like, he had something. It was like a one-legged... It was a nice one-timer. It was like a one-legged knee shot from, like, the the high slot. And it was... Trent Frederick with the assist on that, too. It was very nice, you know. You know, so he's on pace to be like the greatest player of all time now that he's, yeah. he's scoring in his debut. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like what I was asking Grant about the Celtics is this Bruins team, I don't think will win a cup. I'm just going to be realistic. I don't think this this team has the talent to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. They're just not they going always to. always do. They're not going to because they're going to find a way to collapse in the playoffs like they always do. So yeah. I'm keeping my expectations tempered. 
And mm-hmm. now if they win the Stanley Cup, I'd be pre- pleasantly surprised. But as of now, I, I have the Colorado Avalanche and Devon Taves winning, winning, winning the Cup as of right now. But the Bruins are pretty good. I mean, you know, they haven't really... They weren't like the Celtics where they were atrociously bad to start the year. Um, like you said, they've been consistently them all year. Um, so it's nice to have per, uh, Bergeron back from his illness. Um, it's nice to see, you know, some of the guys that fly under the radar, like like you said, Halla, um, have them contribute. And then we got to talk about the goalies, like the, the, the Huggin, year, yeah. Linus Allmark, and Jeremy Swayman. Houseway. Houseway. Cue mandatory. Houseway. <laughs> You ain't got the answers. Base, okay, I, but now Swayman. I got that out. Now, now that I got that out of my system, that we had the goalie's to, been fantastic. Sway's <laughs> up there in uh, goals against average still. Uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know if he's fourth Goals in against angel. fourth. He's behind Frederick Anderson, Igor Shesterkin, uh, Jacob Markstrom, and then Sway. Markstrom. Who does Markstrom. he play for? Calgary. Okay, yeah. They have, they're always a team. Calgary's going to make a sneaky run at it. Calgary's always a team that is great in the regular season but i think in the last couple of years they finished number one and got knocked out in the first round mm-hmm. but um yeah. uh, speaking I, of calgary dan vladar is on calgary other than that I, other than he used to be on the bruins yeah uh, other, he, wore, he bruins wore number legend. he wore number 80 for the bruins other than that that's ba- houseway that's, ba- <laughs> that's basically it I don't know exactly how the uh, playoff situation works in the NHL. I don't know if they do it by division or they, conference standings. They, they change it every year. But it right seems like now, it changes every single year. They have like the top four in the Atlantic go, and then the winner of that faces. Yeah. But then sometimes they have like top four. No, it's, it's top three. So it's top three in each division plus per conference. There's two wild cards. Yeah, and that can be the from Bruins, any division. Yeah. The Bruins are so tight right now with. Uh, Bruins, the Lightning Bruins. and the Leafs, they're only three points behind the Lightning and two points behind the Leafs that, like, they could easily secure the lock. If, yeah. If, if they go on a stretch to uh, end the season, they can easily secure it. I think they have a playoff spot locked up no matter what, even if it's as a wild card team because mm-hmm. they've yeah. just been playing so well. And if you look at the Metro, I mean, those top three teams in the Metro are, um, you know, the Hurricanes... I've been balling out. The Rangers are looking great, and the Penguins have Nothing been like doing great. Nothing like balling out in a sport without a ball. See, the yeah, Rangers, fun. they've looked either amazing or very bad. <laughs> uh, they either, it, it's, they're either scoring in bunches or they're just getting shut out, yeah. and I really don't know how to feel about it. But It basically looks like it's going to be the top four teams from each division right now because the way that it's set up now because the Capitals mm-hmm. are number four in the Metro yeah. and behind them are the Islanders who are like the Islanders have 71 points yeah. Capitals have 84 exactly. so and you're going to need to see a big collapse from either the Capitals or the Bruins for yeah, the Islanders to come in so. there's no way the Bruins are not getting a spot because they're at 89 right now and they're third they're 28 points, excuse me, ahead of the fifth place team in the Atlantic, and that is the Red Wings. Yeah. So they are, you know, I'm excited for postseason hockey. Postseason hockey is probably my favorite playoff sport to watch, to be honest with you. It's 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 electric. electric yeah. um, I was fortunate enough to be at a Bruins playoff game last season, my first one, and it was during the, uh, you know, when they were had limited capacity at TD Garden, and it was super loud, and it was half full. So I'm very excited to you know get to a playoff game this year, whether it's Bruins or Celtics, and just feel the the wrath of like a, a normal playoff game. That would be after awesome. you know two three years of kind of 
it's wonky, you know, half and half. So shout out the uh, the Bruins, and uh, hopefully they'll stop playing Nick Felingo and put Anton. <laughs> no, Lee. tonight is his one thousandth career game. Already, they already honored him. They somehow. honored him at like six. That's he's like it's his eight hundredth and fiftieth retirement tour. Right. It's for like, someone that doesn't deserve it. It's like oh. He plays in Columbus now. Let's honor him for playing in Columbus. Like, <laughs> but I th- he played his first game here. He played his two- second game. Right. Here. He played his 14th game and scored his first career goal here. So let's retire his jersey. Did you um? You guys see that? I think it was Keith Yandel. They just tweeted something. of the yeah. Flyers. I heard they might have 989 straight games. Mac Jones just tweeted. Let's okay. go. Welcome to NEP, Devonte Parker. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry to cut you off. But uh, Keith Yandel, longtime defenseman. Um, in the NHL, I believe Ranger he's on. Legend. Yep, he's, he's on, on the Flyers. Flyers. Uh, that team, obviously, they aren't even t- sniffing the playoffs this year. So, uh, yeah, they're eliminated. Nine hundred and eighty-nine yeah. straight games for him, and they chose to healthy scratch him I, for either tonight. I think it's tonight's game. Oh well. Oh well. That's tough. I think it's tonight. It's tonight. It's tonight. You know the meme. Games away from a thousand, and his coach decides to do that. You know, even if you're on the ice for one shift, man. You know the meme. Oh no. Anyways, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like like, at the same time. Oh no. His streak has ended. Anyways, let's move on to like our normal lives. Yeah. Yeah. And he handle has his career streak of 989. I guess he's like not good anymore though. He's. Oh, he's not. Like I saw on Twitter that he's horrible this year, and they were just doing it just to like putter him along. But well, now, like, not, why would not, you stop now? Though the team sucks so bad, who cares? He's, you know? he's not Let what him he, get I mean, his accomplishment. Exactly. He's got a plus. Oh, mi- no! He's got a plus minus of minus thirty nine. That's horrible. Fifteen yeah. points. So is that team though? Right. So yeah. you can't totally blame it on him. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like he's not really helping. But really. Who is helping them? So, I oh well. I just wanted to point out one more thing before we move on to the Red Sox. Um, Trevor Zegras, my oh. oh my, another Michigan goal last oh. night, and it was a beauty. It was an absolute snipe. He ripped the top left corner. Uh, I believe who are they it's playing? They're playing the Coyotes. They're playing the Coyotes. So whatever, but and I mean, Beagle. Oh no! I remember he, it was either a pass to the slot or it was a shot on net right beforehand. He shot it in between his legs, and then he was able to just get the puck back so effortlessly mm-hmm. and just throw it in the top uh, the top corner. Trevor Zegers, he's his hands hockey player. Just give, even, him, just give him the call. Even in the in the yeah. goal celebration, you know the way he just spins the stick, it just seems so fluid. It's like wow, this kid's gonna be something special, you know. I think if he if he adds a little bit to his frame, and he you know like I said about Pasternak, if he becomes a little bit more of a, a dynamic player, he can definitely be like a top ten player in two years. I think if I think top in the next year. Yeah, he's he's how many goals? How many points he got this year? Um, let's take a peek. Let me Let's see. see what he's got. I I don't think he's not leading the team in goals. I know that, but. Like his my internet would work. He's he's only twenty one years old too, which yeah. is outrageous. The fact that somebody you know I was born in two thousand three, and this kid was born in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. He's out here balling out in the NHL. Yeah, um, he's been fifty points this year, seventeen goals, thirty three assists. First place is like in points is like a hundred and two. Oh yeah, but right I mean that's he's shown he's shown flashes as a Connor rookie for fifty David. points. You know on. Especially the Ducks are like they're okay, but like at least I think they're okay. They're, they're fine. Eh. They're just like they're just kind of like there. They're there. Yeah, 
let's let's see where exactly are the Ducks in the Western Conference? They're uh, yeah, they're they're on the brink of the they're, they're not great, but um, yeah, Trevor Zegers very good. Yeah, and the Ducks, yeah, he's yeah. very good. You know, yeah. he's one of those things where you might end up with a Con- Connor McDavid, where you know you waste your career there, but uh, hopefully he'll demand his way out. Yeah. Who knows? Um, you know, the Bruins always trade for Ducks players at the deadline, so give it a couple years, and you know, Trevor Zegers to Boston. You already here for mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> that yeah, would be wonderful. Only hope. We can only hope. Um, we're going to go to a quick break. This song is very appropriate for what's going on. We are not a news and drama show here on B&E, but... It was a G.I. Jane joke. Bring it. Ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro. I know, you know, I go psycho when my new joint hit. Just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. That's it. Now, honey, honey, come ride. DKNY, all up in my eyes. You gotta try bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing at a kid. Wishing they was dancing a jig. Heated with this handsome kid. Stick a cigar right from Cuba Cuba. I just bite it. Just for the look, I don't light it. They'll wait to hand me on the hands. They all play. Give it up, jiggy, make it feel like a ball play. Yo, my cardio is infinite. <laughs> Big Willie Styles all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. You on the ball with your kid? Watch your step. You might fall trying to do what I did. Mama, uh, mama, uh, I'm a close side. In the middle of the club with the rubber dub. Uh, no love for the haters. The haters mad because I got floor seats at the Lakers. See me on the 50 yard line with the Raiders. Met Ali, he told me I'm the greatest. I got the fever for the flavor of a crowd pleaser. DJ play another from the prison. It's your highness. Only bad chicks riding my whip. South to the west, to the east, to the north. Bump my hips and watch them go off. But go off and get shit short and get down stop in the winter order. Summertime. I mix it high, getting jiggy with them. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. 850 IS if you need a lift. Who's the kid in the drop? Who else will slip? Living that life, some consider a myth. Rock from South Street to 125. Women used to tease me, give it to me now, nice and easy. Since I moved up like Georgia Weezy. Cream to the maximum, I'll be axing them. Would you like to bounce with your brother that's black enough? Never see Will attacking them. Rather play ball with Shaq enough, flat enough. Like getting, thought I took a spell. But I didn't trust the lady of my life. She hitting, hit her with a drop top with the ribbon. Crib for my mom on the outskirts of Philly. You trying to flex on me? Don't be silly. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it.
thought you guys might like that uh, that joke there. You know, pretty good punchline, and uh, yeah, it was definitely an interesting situation. I didn't even know the Oscars were happening until. Um, yeah, me neither. Your mic's off. There you go. <laughs> your, <laughs> your mic's was, off. Your um, mic is off, pal. That's okay. I kind of didn't plan that anyways. But um, <laughs> yeah, shout out the Oscars actually having something entertain- entertaining happening. And uh, yeah, I'll just go from there. Boston Red Sox are back. Um, I don't know if we got to talk about them after the lockdown ended, but you know, MLB baseball's back, spring training. So five, five days, five days. Let's go. I'm very excited. exciting to have the Sox back. And, it's going to be uh, very nice to come back from class and have a game on, you know? Yeah. That's going to be something nice. Sox course. that point of the life, you know, your summer where it's just baseball's on all the time. Yep. Go to a restaurant after a long day at the oh, beach. Yeah. We'll, be hitting, we'll be hitting the 99, trust 99 me. 99 restaurant. Kids eat free, baby. Actually, we're all at 12 and under here at BNA. Yeah, oh, for so. sure, for sure. Only one of us in the studio could pass as that. Me. No, him. It's oh, me. Stop. It's him. me. Oh, come on. You have a beard. You got a, you, <laughs> you you a, a beard. I have a thicker beard than him. Yeah, you yeah, have a beard. You're much a, smaller than him. It doesn't matter. What does my the, height have to do with yeah, growing up? I actually look like a child. The, I, I have the one that has we, the We could be the parents, beard. and they could be the children. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, actually have a, I, ha, I actually look like a child, though. We're very progressive here. All right, anyway. When he grows his beard out, Seth looks like a man, okay? All right, all right. Let's Boston Red Sox. To the schedule. To the schedule. What are we doing today, Ethan? We are making a fantasy baseball team for our show. But the stipulation is, whoever someone says, whatever letter their last name starts with, the next person has to name a player whose first name starts with that same letter. Okay. So, for example, interesting. Moogie Betts, his last name starts with a B. You got to name someone whose first name starts with a B. They're on and... So on and so Bryce forth. Until we fill out a team. Until we fill out a team, it can be the most random players of all of in the within the league. And by the end of the year, we're going to see how well our team does. Now, okay. are we? How many spots do we have on this one team? catcher, one first, second, third, short, one of each outfield position? Uh, DH. We just go three outfields, or just left, right. It's, yeah, it doesn't. Okay. A starting yeah. pitcher and a relief pitcher. Okay. Yeah, That's DH it. as well. Yeah, right. I have DH. All right. So okay. BK, you want to start? Yeah, as the probably least knowledgeable baseball uh, the, fan. As the, the one who's wearing a Red Sox hat right yeah. now. <laughs> listen, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Um, it's like hockey. Like, I'm a big Bruins guy, but, like, I can't name a ton of guys from all the other teams. You know, mm-hmm. my bad. Yeah, um, that's okay. I'm going to start off. Got a lot of winning to catch up with. Let's so. go strong here. Trevor Story. Ooh, now, is that it. second base or shortstop? Where do you want to play He's him? second this year. Put him at second. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where the Sox are going to play him. I really like that. He's wearing my number, number 10. One of my uh, top five numbers for an athlete. And top Story's five number, number 10. <laughs> top five. Uh, Story's a fun last name. Might have to get that jersey. Storybook. I, I really want a Trevor Story jersey. I'm really excited. Oh, I, trade up. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Ethan, if you want to keep him. Well, we just signed him. That's the Patriots. Right. So how just, many years? Six like, years? Yeah, actually, 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 Listen, I'll buy, a sp- I'll I'll get buy the two and I'll happen to leave one in your room. Like, yeah, I don't know if yeah, it's yeah, a okay. shirt. I definitely, I get a New Jersey, though. Yeah. Okay, so is it my turn? Yeah. So yes. Pass? All right, so we've cleared out second base. Where are we going next? this guy on? I'm going to go with a relief pitcher from the Cubs. His name is Scott Efros. Shout out Scott. I just learned who that guy is. That's not a good What does that, le- what does the last name start with? E. E. Oh, shoot. Okay. Scott Efros. Um, okay, I got one. He's tr- he, he made his MLB debut at 28. Nice. Yeah, you know what? Everybody takes their He's time a late to get there. bloomer, but I think, you know, Still in, 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 in the, in the, in the analytical age, I think we can appreciate Scott E. Frost out of our pen. Oh, easily. Okay. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Do we know if he's going to stay with this team? Is he just like a spring training invite or <laughs> or, or what here? Uh, 
Signed to a minor league contract with an invite. He's a side armor. Oh, okay. Go. We're keeping him. We're keeping him. We're keeping him. That's all you had to say. All right. Right. Okay. Okay. Scotty Frost. 2.0. All right. So I got to uh, pick someone with an E. I'm going with Eddie Rosario. What position do you want him at? Because he can I play everywhere. I believe he is a left fielder. Uh, got a he's good an bat. outfielder. Yeah. yeah. He's got a great bat. I hit 271 last Atlanta? year. He is definitely yeah. still in Atlanta. Uh, he's got some pop off the bat. Um, had a, had a, had a season over 100 RBIs. He was the uh, the NLCS MVP last year. Yeah, um, and then he was great when that Twins team was uh, was in the playoffs as well. Uh, he led that team, which I, I never thought the Twins were going to ever make any noise that year, and they just they were pretty good. So. I feel confident with Eddie Rosario and uh, holding down left field. Okay. Seth, you got someone that starts with R. Ramon Urias. He's a infielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Third or short? Where do you want uh, to we'll should have said, You should have said Randy or Rosarena. Oh, oh, well, too late. Ramon, I'm sticking with my answer. We'll put him okay. at third base. Okay. So you know, he bat- I'm looking at these numbers here. He batted 279 last year. Okay. Um, we can deal with that. You know... He had seven homers. You want to see more, but, you know, he's a guy who gets on base. 361 OBP. Hey, the on-base you know, percentage good, is good one of the most too. important stats so, in baseball. You know, I'm sticking with it. So this now is, you're... This is, he's coming into his third year. You know, he's a young he, guy. He's a young guy. We can build around him. He's 28, but, yeah. yeah. 28 okay for the MLB. You. <laughs> you have to come up with Good a luck. you. You. Ubaldo Jimenez doesn't play anymore. Yeah. There are... There are 10 players with the last name that starts with you. No, no first, first name. First, first name. name. First, first name, 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 name has to be Oh. Yeah. Can it be last? Because I don't know how to do that. On the <laughs> well, are we allowed to change the rules? Well, I took the rule book. Yeah, we don't have a rule book. <laughs> okay, that's going to mess up this website. It's okay. Now. Just keep going. Try to find somebody that first starts with you. First name is that you left first name. Hopefully the position's already not taken. Oh, well, it doesn't say. It, it just so, says so, their so, name. Is there someone whose last first name is Aldrich? What? What's a you name? I'm looking right now. Baldo? No, he doesn't play anymore. No, but what is a U name? I don't think there are. What is a name that starts with U? I don't, I don't know. Uh, should I just change my answer? Just no, to make it's it easy? fine. Too late. It's fine. All right, all right. It's all too right. late. He's already penciled into our lineup card. All right. Hold on, I'm looking. U, U, U. You just control F, U. Yeah. Control F, U. Damn. This is... Um, Let's uh, talk about something while I'm looking. Wow. I think this is... Is this all word? time? I think all time, I think there's only been five players in MLB history to have a... No, Ubaldo since, Heredia. Since 1945 to last year. Does he play Ubaldo Heredia? I, I don't even know if he exists. All right, should I, should I change my answer? Uh, you can do someone... Like, oh, no, well, we can't bad. do someone whose last name starts with a U. Cause well, then right, do an R. Do yeah, another go with, R. Just go with Ramon's yeah, yeah. first name starts with R. Yeah. Go with an so R. Just do someone yeah. that starts with R. Sorry, I had to ruin this whole game here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had such a good idea. Yeah. Um, how about Robbie Ray? Okay. Ooh, he's our starting pitcher. So we got both our pitchers. He's on is Seattle. He no, yeah. he's, he's... Robbie Ray is... is he just won the Cy Young. literally a pitcher. He's on Seattle. Not Seattle? He just won the no, Cy Young. No, he's on the Diamondback right now. No, he's no, on Seattle. He's, he signed he with just, Seattle. He just won the Cy Young with Toronto. Is it Robbie? Yeah. Oh, Cy Young? Is, oh, yeah. what a pickup. There you go. Trevor Story and this guy. I think I might carry the team right now. Seems okay. like Brendan has been I'm still trying for things. quite some time. This is a pretty good team so far. But that guy, Ubaldo Heredia, he played one season and had 
he played one game and mm-hmm. had two at bats, and that was that was it. All right, so it's another, oh, he was a pitcher. another R. Excuse me. Yeah, another right. R is gonna be my turn. I'm gonna go Ronald Acuna Jr. All right. Easy okay. guy to build around our franchise. Put him there in right go. field. Yeah. You know, he's going to start the year on the IL um, because of his torn ACL. But mm-hmm. now we have our corner outfielders manned by defending world champions, Atlanta Braves. So we got Ronald Acuna Jr. There you go. Jr. You got, you got an A now. <clears throat> yeah, I got to think. Right now, positions catchers first, short, center, and DH are available. I got to think. A? A, 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 round. Yeah, I'm thinking here. I'm trying to. Ozzy Albies. That's that starts with an O. My friend. A. Oh. It's not even your turn. Yeah. I'm just helping. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Got it. Alex Bregman. Ooh. No. For shortstop or DH? Uh, no. I mean, he plays third, mm. but that's gross. Do we want Alex Bregman? No. He's a good player. No, he's, he's not. Terrible person. He's a good player. What do you mean? Once he was, and then. People found out how he became a good player, and then he became a mid player. Okay. And his defense is also mid. Cheater, cheater, right. pumpkin eater. Right, so we're not doing Alex Bregman. No. We're passing. Okay, then I'll go Adam Frazier. Okay, I, I, I like that pick. You going shortstop or outfielder DH? Because he can play. Uh, well, he, he can, can play second, he plays but he everywhere. Can put him. Put him. Yeah. Put what him. position would you rather have? It's up to you. So what are my options here? Short, center, or DH? Okay, put him at short. Right. Adam Frazier. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on Seattle, right? Ah, all right. He, yeah. he was he said, no, he's yeah, he's on the Mariners. Yep. Uh, he just got two sixty-seven. So we're at uh, two two Mariners and two Braves. Right, so I mean, so F. you got an F. 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 Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> Francis Scott Key. <laughs> I think we're you know missing the obvious here. What letter? Well, you want me to say Lindor? No. What letter? What letter? Oh, the infield that's a good filled one. up. No, we still got first base. That's well, what I was hoping for. Freeman. That's what I was. Uh, yeah. That's what I was hoping right. for. It to be honest, I thought of Adam Frazier. I was trying to set you up. All for right, Freddie yeah, I'll go with Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Freeman. I was just trying to think of the most random. I would have said Frank Schwindel, but I don't know. He's going to do it in a full season. So, all right, Freddie Freeman. All right, you're up. You got another Wonderful. F. Wonderful. So you got either catcher, and by DH, the way, or center field. Adam Frazier is hitting four fifty five. Adam Frazier is filthy. All right, well, Kyle Higashioka is seven homers in spring training. What does that tell you? All right, so we're at, okay. Okay, we're at the final three. Picks. We're at the final three picks. Right and now. Frazier was an all star this past season. Oh yeah, because he played. Well, on the is Pirates, the infield filled so up? No, we still. Uh, yes, we have. Ke- well, I mean, you could still take an infielder and put him at DH. Yeah, so the Padres. But right now we're Francisco Lindor. That's yeah, and put him at DH. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Franklin Lindor. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're making up the rules right now. It's like, yeah. can yeah. we do that? Do we do that? Yeah. New York's Met shortstop Francisco Lindor yeah, right. is now playing that. DH that for us. Zach Carter. Right you know, we have yeah. a uh, we have Universal DH now. So, mm-hmm. all right. So I got either catcher or center fielder, and with an L, and it starts with L. So Ooh. good luck with that one. Yeah, Lehigh Valley. Hmm. <laughs> the first guy that came to my mind was Luis Robert. Ooh, that's center a, field. That's, that's a good, good pick. pick. And uh, now I'm just trying to see if there's, you know... What positions do we need? Catcher and... Catcher and center field. Center field. L first name? L first name. So I'm just That's, trying to... I'm no. trying to see if there's I think you should go with him. Missing. No, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm, of somebody I, to pick for a catcher right now. I'm thinking of him. catcher right now. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody with it. Go with... I'm, I'm go going, with I'm going Luis Robert. Okay. Yeah. I got to pick then for catcher. Um, Luis Robert. You know, Chicago White Sox. You can go... Good power guy in the middle of our... Rob Brandt. So you got an R. It's got to be a catcher. 
I'm going Roberto Perez. Oh, okay. That's fair. Not, that's like I mean, that's like eighth. the only R. Right, that's like the only catcher. Yeah, only catcher he's won two R. gold gloves. Oh, shout out gold. Yeah, shout out gold. Good. I mean, yeah. Uh, he's what on the Pirates now. What t- oh, he is? Yeah. What team did he used to be on? He used to be on he the Guardians. for the Cleveland Guardians. That's rats. Yep. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Pirates. Pittsburgh. This is a good team. He's a great defensive catcher, but um, you know the hitting is just not there. I think, so. could go, I think we could go 162 now. We'll see what happens. I think we could. Do we, we want to do one more pick? Do we want to have one more well, pick? Well, yeah, injury, injury, as like, injury. As a bench player in okay. case of injury. So this starts with the P? So it's going to start with P. This is just our injury guy? Mm-hmm. Pablo yeah. Sandoval. This is our injury guy in our minor leagues. So in case of injury, we yeah, call him Yeah, he's a September call-up. He's a, yeah. a call-up. He can be any position, but he starts with P. P. Paul P, Fry. P, P, P. Paul Fry. We <laughs> might want to go relief because we don't, Scott Efrost might yeah, have a question mark. He might he yeah. may destroy so his shoulder. Yeah. If you want, yeah. Right. If you want to, we might want to go relief pitcher. I'll take a look with this. But, you know, it can be. Again, up to you. We can we can try to double up. Do you want to just do a pitcher and position player? How about we do two of those? We want to do two injured players. Yeah, we'll do one. Position player. Oh, so, Desi's back. Take your choice. Burgard? Desi Burgard officially Whoa. coming back for a fifth year with the Critic Jack Bobcats. Nice. Huge. You heard it here Chief. if anybody's listening. Okay. I'm still not wrong about Friedman. He's definitely coming so, back. So a P? So, yeah, Any, you can do yeah, an, anybody. A, a position player or a pitcher. We're going to have one injured player of each. I can't think of any pitchers with a P. Or a position player. Yeah. Um, P, 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 P. I got Ooh. one off the top Paul of the Goldschmidt. Yeah. That's good. That's Craig Kimbrell's debut with the Dodgers uh, for spring training. Double home run, home run, single K. Nice. <laughs> Pulled. It's funny how he, he lets up, what was it, a uh, double home run, home run, a single, gets his first out, and then gets pulled. All right. So, so Paul our first basemen are really good. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt and Freddie Freeman. Yeah. So, it's up to you now. Brennan, can, you got our, in, you got our play, didn't he play injury third? replacement third. pitcher okay, whose name starts with a G. Greg Who? Allen? Is that a pitcher? Who? Is Greg Allen a pitcher now? Greg, Greg Allen was an outfielder. Outfield. 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 You're thinking of Anthony Ghost. I don't have the positions. I just have names. Anthony Ghost. Garrett Cole. That's fine. <laughs> well, let him pick. That's fine. I told you guys. It's a good know. idea, but like Red at the same time, Cameron. like you know how we saw Gilberto after uh, after they uh, started to crack yeah, down Cole on that spider fine. tech. Yep. Do we want to do a reliever? Because we have Robbie Ray. Because I have a reliever for you. Who? Giovanni. Garrett Ray. Whitlock. Oh. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Garrett Whitlock. Shout out G Dub. G W. Okay. And yeah. then do we want a manager? Uh, At a this manager. point, I don't know a manager whose name starts with W. Winston Churchill. Oh, okay. Winston Churchill is our Winston manager. Winston Churchill is the manager of being an official fantasy baseball team. Lock it. <laughs> Lock. Put your bets on it. Lock. I'm pretty, pretty sure he's, he's, no bandwagons. Get in now. This is on the wrong side of official fantasy team for our show. Put it into MLB oh, the show. Oh, no, no, Simulate a season. Yeah, we'll go 162. I'm actually going to do that. With a How about we do World that? Series clean sweep. Never losing a game. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Wow, I was playing in the wrong thing. Wait. Keep talking. Are you the Bulls? Maybe. All right. All right. We'll figure it out. The official. Is it playing? Do you want right, me to start? Right, oh, yeah, here we go. Here yeah, we go. You can go. Uh, we perfect. can't hear it, but they can. You want me to, oh, you want me to do it? I can I'll hear it. Okay. Sure, you can do it because you actually have the audio. Yeah, give it a little bit of flair, too. Let's get it interesting. Let's get you want to be a broadcaster? Let's Come on. Come on. Break the lineup card. Read oh, us a our put starting a little spin lineup. on it, sir. So. <laughs> Introducing <laughs> your BNE fantasy baseball team. 
Behind the dish, at catcher from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Roberto Perez. At first base from the Los Angeles Dodgers, Freddie Freeman. At second base from your Boston Red Sox, Trevor Story. At third base, hailing all the way from the Baltimore Orioles, Ramon Urias. At shortstop from the Seattle Mariners, Adam Frazier. In left field from the Atlanta Braves, Eddie Rosario. Center field from the Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert. From the Atlanta Braves, right fielder, Ronald Acuna Jr. At DH from the New York Mets, Francisco Lindor. Starting on the mound from the Seattle Mariners, Robbie Ray. Who? From the Chicago Cubs, out of the bullpen, Scott Efros. <laughs> And coming off the bench from the St. Louis Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt. And from the Boston Red Sox, Garrett Whitlock. With your manager, Winston <laughs> Churchill. Let's go. Awesome. Got out the first BD. Baseball team. Love it. Place your bets now. All those guys are signed. I want to hit the, I hit the, the Jerry Remy and Roberto Perez doing the catching for Robbie Ray. There you go. Shout out, Red Dog. Rest in peace, Ram Dog. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Seth, for uh, helping us with that uh, beautiful call of, of the course. starting lineup. It's um, nice to see us. One of my calls go right after my uh, failed pregame video for women's lacrosse. Uh, that was a mess. That yeah, was, was that was an absolute mess today. It was it was it was something to watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We will be um, throwing clips of this episode up on the Twitter. Uh, we just learned a new like way to do it at the WQAQ meeting the other night. Shout out Jack Main and uh, throw that up there and throw some other highlights from today's episode up there. I don't think I've edited the last episode either. So um, I love how Brennan just shouts out anyone that comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout him out. I mean, right? He'll be like, "Oh yeah, so you know, I was at the grocery store today." And oh, shout out the grocery store worker. Grocery stores again. Shout out Shaw's baby. <laughs> Yeah, I think I got, I don't know. I think the grocery store episode's up. I don't think the one from, from before break is. Shout out Pop Smoke. But, uh, Shout out Anthony Andalionis. <laughs> Shout out Pop Smoke. My favorite manager. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else we want to add, fellas, before um, we wrap up episode 16? Well, I just want to say I think Trevor's story may have saved the Red Sox. Well, this we didn't year. even talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, right. why, that's why I'm going to wrap it up Shout with the Red Mike. Sox. Um, Chris Sale probably won't be back for a little bit. He's uh, dealing with a rib injury. Um, hope uh, Avaldi's starting opening day. It looks like Rich Hill got shelled the other day. I think he let up nine earned in like three and a th- three and two thirds innings or something like that. Um, you know, if the pitching could just be average, I think the offense can carry them into a playoff spot. And then, of course, as we saw, the Red Sox, who didn't really have expectations going into this season, this past season, you know, they made it all the way to the ALCS. So hmm. let's see what we can do next year with an even better offense. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much look at the team. They lose uh, Hunter Renfro, and we gain JBJ and two prospects who could pan out. Which, by the way... Hunter Renfro in MLB 22 has diamond fielding, which is an atrocity. Should not have diamond fielding. I am very bad at that game. I got to work on that. Just because he has a good arm doesn't mean he's a diamond fielder. Sorry, I had to say it. Didn't he, like, lead the league at one point in outfield errors? 
a yeah, but also an outfield assist. So yeah, but whatever. Sure. At that point, you should be like a gold at most. Yeah, I'd like Jackie sure. Bradley should have been a diamond fielder a million times, and he's only ever made it to like silver, like gold because of his overall. Yeah, they don't do ratings right in that game. Shout out San Diego Studios. <laughs> Shout out Ramon Russell. Shout, Shout out, out San Ramon. Diego Studios. Uh... Uh, me and Seth got MLB 22, but I unfortunately pre-ordered it a little late, so early access will not be obtainable for us, so mm-hmm. we will have to wait until, I believe, April 5th to play. We'll so. manage. We'll manage. Somehow. We'll get, we'll get through it. Final right. segment. What are we doing? Duke, UNC, thoughts on the game, and then the other side we got Villanova and... Um, Kansas? Kansas, I believe, yeah. Cool Final Four. Um, Nova and Duke. That's what I got. Big story coming out of um, the Duke-UNC game. Uh, Coach K's last run at it. Also, I believe the record, this was the 100th matchup between these two teams, I think, that Duke is up 50-49. While Coach K is. Yes, while Coach K is played. Been at the helm. Very exciting. Um, You know, people are talking about that they're going to make a big documentary about, like, you know, how does this happen, you know? couple months back unc came to duke and beat them at home at uh you know the last rivalry yeah, game the last and, game at duke and um you know that significance of that is really going to play into the heart Didn't of they this get game killed so in that game they, yeah, it was like they a got they got it handed to him brady uh, what's i think his name from unc brady manic is that manic yeah, yeah something like he that. is an absolute he's a dog killer yeah i don't know i think i think duke comes out i think they they want it more. They easily they you could you know they want it more. All, all we gotta say is I hope that Paolo Banchero, that's his name, right? Paolo, yeah. Paolo, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't lose seven pounds playing yeah, this yeah, game. Yeah, I was about to say. Know. Hopefully he keeps that uh, humane body. Yeah, weight, I think he's uh, drinking some sort of Jamba Juice. You yeah, know, <laughs> whatever. He's, Shout out that. Yeah, he's got some special liquid that keeps him hydrated. It's like I don't even know what it is, but um. Oh, is it? I wish it was Duke St. Peter's. Um, oh my god! But you know it is what, what it is. What a story that, that season. Uh, that season they. Yeah, I can't. I, I didn't <laughs> expect that team to be fantastic, but that team sure was special. Um, yeah. And now the uh, Mac, you know, shout out to the Mac. Shout yep, out Mac. Baby. You know, got to love Mac. Like I say on my Twitter all the time, man. Return I love Mac. Mac hoops, you know? Do you just say shout out Mac? Shout out, <laughs> shout out Mac Jones. Shout out Mac to Mac Jones. Sorry, had to. Mac Jones. Okay. Shaheen Holloway now the uh, head coach of uh, Seton Hall as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. Good move for him. Yeah. I mean, he did you play know, there for four years, right? Selfish selfish of myself to say I wish he stayed in the MAC, but... Now that means you know, we'll probably beat him next year. Then. Money talks, money talks. Come on, come on. And, of course, Doug Eddard is now, like, a national... Yeah, exactly. Big and Doug. he wasn't even a starter. Shout mm-hmm. out, Doug. But good for him, you know. Doug. I hope he decides to try a, a sandwich or a wrap, you know, because I got to say, honey mustard chicken wraps and grilled cheese, buddy, go ahead and try them. Maybe you can tell him that when he transfers here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. We want to wrap this up? Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, episode 16. Speaking of sandwiches, I could go for one right now. Yeah, we're about to head up to calf. Um, right. Oh, my God. Shout That's out good. food. Shout out cafeteria workers. Shout out Chartwells. I want to actually. To, mm, all right. Yeah. Well, no, we're, we're, we're ending. We're ending. We're ending. We've shouted um, out too many people. On that note, thanks for listening. Um, all our listeners, our family, friends, um, you know, people that might have just stumbled across us, right. you know, driving yeah. through Hamden, Connecticut. Yeah. Shout and, you uh, out. Yeah. Um, just one more time before we wrap up, just want to say, hey, head over to HerwitzSports.com. <laughs> 
I gotta, hey, I gotta, I gotta give it a little bit of press, you know. You gave it a lot of press. That's earlier. the point. A lot of press. That's already. the point. I see like multi billions of traffic all on right, the website right. tonight. We're very right. proud of it. Right. We're gonna advance it. it. Check it out. Come back next week. My phone's about to die. Check us out on Apple Podcasts if you want all the episodes. If you don't hear from us again, it's because they shut the studio down because people are being destructive, and uh, we'll work on a uh, solution. Gone, so. At that point, we'll the whiteboard's gone. Now. The whiteboard's yeah. gone. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's Have a mess a good now. Night. There's, there's no whiteboard. We've got to end the show now. Yeah, we've got to end it. Cut the noise. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Cut it.